0: Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode two seventy six. I'm Brandon. I'm here with Ryan today. We're definitely not going to talk about Crimson Vow. Now, hit our theme song. <laughs> hey, Ryan, we're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Oh, extra good today. What is going down? A whole ton is going down. We've got a set to quasi-review, some people to thank, some stories to tell. But before we get into any of that fun stuff, we have to thank our official business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com, because they're your source for all your gaming needs. All of your Crimson
1: Vow needs. Two things. Two Two things. Two things. I'm going to be getting all the stinky booster packs from Uh, from Fusion for the pre-show. Guess on the pre-show, win the booster pack. That's how it works. Yeah, it's a very easy game to play. And lots of fun. Yes. Second thing. Ooh. Second thing is all of the Crimson Vow singles I'm going to get. Oh, yeah. There are a few. There are a few that I'm going to personally get for my own decks. Yep. Available in foil, of course. And there is a Bunch that I'm going to get for our Thursday altar auctions on Facebook. Both of those categories of how I'm going to get Crimson Vow coming via CCO Fusion 5 promo code for 5% off my order because you can use it on sealed product if you're in Canada. Just just a second. Just a second. What is it?
0: Do you mean that you can support the show and get 5% off of cards you were going to buy anyway just
1: by using that promo code? (laughs) Seems good. Yes, it's pretty good. Oh, it's a, it's a great deal for everybody. You guys save some money. Fusion gets a little bit of business and the show is happy because it lets Fusion know that their partnership with CCO is a mother ass good one, which it probably is. Now we have a little bit of podcasting business, business, if you will, I will, this is it. This is it. And and another big thank you to Fusion for helping make this possible. It's finally time. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 if you're watching on YouTube, this show was prefaced. See, I, did, I used preface again? Good word. It was prefaced by a little bit of a merch promo video. Oh! little bit of a Kickstarter campaign that we're launching. If you're not watching on YouTube... You which, fucking should be! You should be. But if you're not, you can head on over to CommanderCooko.com and see the promo video there. Huge thanks to the Patreon supporters who helped make this all possible as well with ideas and what they thought they that people would like and, and not like. Yeah. And... If you are a patron, check your email and check your spam and check wherever the Patreon emails come into because I actually sent you like a pre thank you and you had an opportunity, even if you missed it at this point, <laughs> to get in on the Kickstarter a little bit early. So we're super happy that this yep. has finally come to fruition and we don't want to to, to, to spoil it anywhere. Or we don't want to spoil it here, but uh, if you follow the links in any any comments or description of the show or CommanderCoco dot com, you can uh, you can go and check things out. Yeah, it's it's very
0: cool. We appreciate the support. Hopefully, you can uh, you're excited. You're as
1: excited about it as we are. Go down, check it out, get some cool stuff. Support the show. Support the the, the nation, and get some cool stuff. All very much. So limited time only. And if anybody has any quips or qualms or or, or doesn't want to. This is it. This is your opportunity. You didn't want to become a patron because you don't like Patreon or whatever. Support this way. You don't want to shop at Fusion because you can't get sealed product there? Support this way. This is how you do it. Yeah. And you get good shit. And if you're going to be in Vegas, we're going to have we're going to have the stickers cuz we have some of them made. Yep. We've got the dice made and and we're going to have sample playmats for everybody to see the quality and if anybody has any quips or qualms about quality of like custom playmats, we're gonna put those to rest because yeah. they're very fucking nice. They're
0: very good. Also, be, this is just a like a personal thing for me. If you're gonna be in Vegas, I'm gonna bring mine, my sample one, and I'm gonna get everybody I play with to sign it, and then I'm gonna frame it when I get home. Oh,
1: super cool! So yeah. you can be a part of my decorum of my home. Your name can be immortalized in Brando's abode. Yeah, uh, Castle Brandoula. That's Castle Dracula, except Brando. I like that. Yeah. Speaking, yeah. speaking of. Oh. Speaking of castle brando i like it (laughs) i like it (laughs) we got some crimson vow jazz yes we've got some crimson vow jazz to go through before we get to cards though general thoughts general kind of anything what
0: now i talked before the show we talked about this and like reading through the cards over spoiler season and before we came in to do the show today i actually had like an like, open hostility I could feel in Ooh. myself towards this set. And I don't I don't quite understand why. Because hmm. I think the set is not for me, which we'll talk about in a minute. I've got some thoughts on that. But there's, there's cards that I want to play. There's cards I'm excited about. And there's things that I'm really glad that other people are going to have. Because I'll bet you people who aren't maybe me are going to do really cool stuff with. Or it's going to fill in a hole that they have in one of their decks. Or maybe they just like all the wedding tropes and vampire stuff which isn't necessarily my jam but I can see how this is great for other people it's just not for me but for some reason I was just like fuck you (laughs) set and I just look for all sorts of reasons to not like it which I mean me not like something for virtually no reason I mean that's never happened
1: never heard of it (laughs) Who
0: are you again? (laughs) Right? So I'm trying to get... I I think I've moved past that a little bit, but it was just a weird feeling where I haven't had that in so long, and I think that might just be some residual Midnight Hunt animosity because I got so wrecked on that Mm. set, and I played a bunch of the cards in my decks, and I think I've cut all but two of them. Mm. Right? And I'm only playing one of them because it's a strictly worse version of another card I was playing just because I wanted to power down the deck that it's in. Mm. Right? So it's like... And the other one I don't think I've ever actually resolved, so it's probably going to get cut because it's a werewolf, so it sucks. <laughs> so it's like, did did Midnight Hunt
1: provide me with anything? Future CCO's top five in five. If you want to know our, if you want to know our real thoughts on uh, werewolves, oh yeah, just stay tuned. Make sure you sub to the channel <laughs> yeah. because top fives and fives we're going to be covering werewolves, kind of. Yes, <laughs> it's going to be very good. So
0: overall, I think that this set is, I'm glad it exists. Yep. But for me, it doesn't have a lot to offer beyond a few very specific cards, which we're going to talk about later on in the show. But.
1: Oh yeah, I'm I, my pants are tight for at least one card. <laughs> and and everybody's going to know exactly what I'm talking about as soon as we hit the card. Yes. So what about you? What are your initial thoughts? Well, I've got a couple. I've got a couple. You had a couple, i got a couple. Okay. The not for me thing. Other sets that are not for me. Alpha. Can't afford it. Not for me. And I mean, arguably it doesn't have <clears throat> very many good cards in it. At this point. Urza's block. Not for me. It's not around anymore. I don't really want to buy it. It's like, I don't know. Sure. (laughs) It's got one or two cards just like this. I love certain cards from Alpha and Beta. I love Urza's block because it has a couple cards in it. The not for me thing is... Even before that. It's commendable whenever somebody says... Have at it. Yeah. I'm happy it exists. That's commendable. Yeah. And that, that shows support or or, or it shows, um, what's what's the word? Um, solidarity to people who do yeah. love it. Yeah. Right? Maybe somebody's getting married. Remember when, I, when all our friends were getting married and we'd yeah. give each other like uh, magic wedding presents? Oh, man. This would be the perfect set. Assemble a whole wedding party and, and some, some rings and give it to the bride and groom because they play magic. That'd That's be cool. Totally man. cool. Right? Never mind the altar opportunities. Fuck. I'm going to... I've been oh, painting yeah. some wedding rings, I'll tell so, you that much. Are you
0: telling me that when I open wedding rings, I shouldn't just immediately trade them in? And maybe y- I could trade them into you? Yeah, that would okay. be okay. <laughs> okay. That would
1: be okay, at least a couple. If you're a magic player, and there are cards in sets that you are going to play, even if you're not into the 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 theme and the lore and the the tribes and the aesthetic of a set, this, the, the set, I think, I would argue... The set is still for you because you're a magic player. Yeah. It it makes more cards for people to play with, which is always great. How many new people were in the LGS for EDH and M the other night? Remember we heard those two new guys talking? Hey, have you ever, have you guys ever heard of that site EDH Rec? And <laughs> and yeah. then and then another guy across the table from him was like, No, what is it? Yeah. Like two dudes, like Two different people who had never heard of this before. Yeah. These people are going to find Crimson Vow and now we can play with them because they're they're going to latch on to vampires or some theme slimes or frogs or whatever, right? Yeah. So this set is for us because it is for those people. It's for us by proxy. Yeah. And I think that that's hugely important to recognize. And, and it doesn't mean you need to buy the product or sealed product or whatever. Yeah. If you do, go to FusionGamingOnline.com. <laughs> but it is for us. Yeah.
0: We if, benefit if, from its existence
1: for sure. Yeah, which makes it for us. And that's just the way that I'm deciding to look at it now because... It makes me happy when new cards come out. It doesn't make me feel, "Oh, another set. How am I going to memorize every single card and every single ability ever and it's too fast in my wallet and da da da. I'm just not going to buy it, but I'm still going to appreciate it." <laughs> right? <laughs> and I don't forget that Cleave ever existed in like 2 months. Yeah. The just second like you. <laughs> the second thing. This is the second thought. And this and this one's a lot quicker is I I I think that I like the, and I, here's here's the here's the hot take. Oh. I like that this much product's coming out. I, I want more product. More product always coming out is a good thing. That is the hot take. And it's a positive hot take. I'll tell you why. Hot takes are always fucking negative and everybody draws on negativity and it gets clicks and everybody's fucking p- piles on. I like a good positive hot take because I think the game should feel mysterious and I want to feel surprised and I want to not know what cards do and I want to be... Uh, I want to be interested in a new commander that I've never played against before. I want to have it feel unknown. Uh, Why do you play... Okay, you love Borderlands. Yeah! You're going to play Borderlands 2? Of course you are, because it's fucking new. Yeah, man. If Borderlands 3 came out a week after Borderlands 2, would you still play Borderlands 3? Maybe not right the day it comes out, but you'd still fucking play it. And then number 4 comes out a month later, you'd still play it. Yeah. Maybe not all at once, but it's more of something that you love and it's more mystery, more intrigue, more interest, more unknown. And those are fun things when we're gaming. I guess it's just, this is maybe a little bit different than games, like video games, because
0: like it's kind of limited in the time you can get the stuff, right? Is that not a thing? Like. They're unlimited print, but if they came out with a set every two weeks,
1: which, I mean, they kind of are. Yeah. But, like, they're only printed for so oh, long. It, it, pushes, to... it pushes the oldest product off the off the print assembly line, essentially. Yeah, like, I was excited. Let's say I was pumped
0: for Midnight Hunt. Let's pretend yeah. Yeah. that I was pumped for Midnight Hunt. So I'm spending some time getting through Midnight Hunt. I miss Crimson Vow. And then when the net, when Kamigawa comes out, it's like, oh, shit. 80, yeah, 87 more sets come out, now you're like, oh, I want to explore Crimson Vow. It's already gone. Yeah, and I already missed it. Yeah, I mean that's, I mean they already kind of work on FOMO, and if they, I think that what they've got now is maybe not the the perfect amount of releases, but I think that much more than this, you might run into people who are just, yeah, like they, they're just missing stuff, not because they can't afford that's, it, but just their attention
1: spans. There's there's only so much you can do. We can only dedicate so much of our time, money, existence, thought, theory, craft, and creativity to this game. Yeah, and and they're they're printing tons and tons and tons of product to capture a larger percentage of all those things from more people. Yeah. They're already right? printing so many
0: things that I saw a really cool secret layer that came out. and I thought it was fake for like three days. <laughs> I honestly thought it was L- fake. I had to go into the discord and a whole bunch of people had to explain it. To Here, me. Laura and Buckholes, and all these people had to explain. I'll it adjust. Real. I'll adjust my take then.
1: Okay. All right, all right. Maybe not more products because uh, let's call a set is a product, right? Sure. Okay. Maybe not more products, but I'm fine with, the amount of legendary creatures that are coming out 20 to 30 per set every four to six weeks that adds the mystery the the mystery the intrigue the interest to games because i'm constantly playing against things that aren't things that i've played against and experienced before yeah it's like giving it the old college try every single pod and yeah. that's, I think that's cool. Like on EDH&M, you have a coma deck. I do. But I've never played against it because we haven't played a ton a lot in the last couple couple fucking years. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. um, but Jen was playing her coma deck. Yeah. So I got to experience coma. Yeah. And I got beat up. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And nobody had, in that pod, had ever played against Bruvac. No, right? not even me. Right. And your Noran deck completely changed like 15 or 17 cards or something since the last time I played it. So it yeah. was new. Yeah. Right. And you sit down in all these different pods. Oh, what does that do again? What does that do again? What does it do? We are at an advantage because we get to see all the commanders and we get to review them. That's our job. And we're at a disadvantage because we fucking see them and, and, yeah. and have to review them. Right. Yeah. But the average person, I think, should embrace the entropy that is so many new commanders. Yeah. Because it's interesting and it's intriguing. Yeah, yeah, so. that's, that's a good take. I like that. Yeah, I we like we that. we. Yeah, different yeah. opinions, but we're still traveling down the same road. Hang on a second. Wait a fucking. Did second. Do we just not
0: have the exact same opinion? And not only are we still going to have a civil conversation moving ahead, but we're going to like kind of agree and just move on and jo- and both enjoy the same thing in different ways. Fuck this! I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Is this another opportunity for, for Joe to use the CCO Life
1: Lesson stamp? Oh, I think it is. I think it <laughs> is. I hope he saved that. That's awesome. That <laughs> I hope he really saved cool. the file. <laughs> That's good. Well, we reviewed, speaking of all the legendaries, we reviewed the Crimson Valve Commanders last week. Yep. So you can check that out. Maybe there's a little card in the top corner. Or you can just hit us up on YouTube and watch it there because you should be subscribed. Because you're already there. Because you're already fucking there. We've got cards to talk about today. We do. So we, 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 one last piece of podcast biznatch. Uh-oh. Because we recorded like 12 hours ago, uh-huh. we don't have a winner from last week's booster pack game.
0: Oh, we're going to have so many winners next
1: week. So next week we'll have two. Yes. <laughs> we'll yes. play catch up. Well, Hopefully nobody charges us interest. Yeah, we're recording ahead of time
0: in preparation for when we go down to Vegas where we're going to have fun and meet all of you guys. Yes. Or a lot of you anyway.
1: Yeah, very much so. And show off our sweet new digs. Yes. Yes, but uh, we'll, we'll you'll, you you got to go to the website to see that. Yes. Wink. wink. <laughs> okay, should we hop over some cards? Let's do it. Let's do it. All
0: right, Ryan, we're going to do this old school style. We'll just go through the colors alphabetically. I have a mental list of pictures that I have to stop and talk about. I'm not sure how you figured some stuff out. but
1: Ah, well, I have exactly one card. <laughs> All right.
0: So the first one I wanted to talk about, I think that this is a card that should see... I don't see huge play, but some in by invitation only. Oh, it's a uh, sorcery for white, white three. Choose a number between zero and 13. Each player sacrifices that many creatures.
1: Oh, I want to have 14 creatures and choose 13. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> yes, that that's is what, what I want. That is what I also want. But I think that this is just cool because it's like a it's
0: a white sweeper at, I think, the now standard white sweeper cost. That gets indestructible creatures.
1: That's a good one. You know, and I just
0: yeah. I just think that's cool. Yes. And if you're playing the huge token game, you can save some of your own
1: dudes. Fuck uh, that. You just, I like You it. just play it when you have even one more dude than your opponents. Yeah. And you get to keep one guy and they all have to sacrifice all of theirs. Yeah. I think that that is worth one mana, don't you? Absolutely. Over, over and above like Wrath of God.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is a, and it's got a cool picture of like some dude getting hit with like a big fucking glue bomb or something i think that's what's uh, yeah. happening here. they're maybe. dumping slime on that guy uh, maybe it's smoke maybe he threw one of those ninja bombs down oh maybe <coughs> yeah he's he's just robbed a bank ninja vanish and he's
1: popping out with ninja turtles yes maybe i don't know but that's that's a card that i thought was very cool i yeah I, I dig that one i i have a hard time playing those five mana wraths over and above fumigate because fumigate gains me life In the two decks that I play it in, it's like really, (laughs) really good. Right. That have lots of creatures or I care about my life total. So switching that out for a different five mana one's got to be good. And I think if you don't care about life, this one might be better than Fumigate.
0: I think that if you're playing, let's say two Wraths in a deck. Mm -hmm. I think that you could probably swap one of them out for this because again, it's got that, that all is dust kind of, they have to sack the dudes. So it it gets around Indestructible and like some of the. Yep. Yeah, I definitely think
1: that's important, especially if you're in a meta that's got, like, indestructible commanders or lots of, like, dark steel stuff, dark steel plates running around, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, it's just a good way of getting rid of that crap, and I I like wraths that do that.
1: All right. Well, you know what? I, I, I joke that I have one card, and I'm going through the set again for, like, the third time now, and I'm looking at the mythic set symbol always catches my eye, but there's not a whole ton of white cards I want to talk about. I do... Want to talk, just for a quick sec, because I always like to touch on the art direction for sets. Okay. I love the pastel colored skies. Yes. Very much remind me of kind of eh, dawn or sunset here, right? The yep. pinks and the purples and the oranges. Very beautiful. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff. I like the um, I like the ghosts and spirits and wispiness and the angels with the long trailing jackets and all the stuff that they wear and the ribbons and I think it's just the art of Innistrad is just next level.
0: What I like about this the art of this to further that is they're very um, cohesive. Yes. They, They all, with a couple of exceptions, look like they're from the same set and I like that.
1: It goes back to way back in the day, style guide and world building for Oist of G Innistrad. It was such a strong design and such a strong concept that all of these sets later, we're still getting pieces that we really, really, really like. That mm-hmm. feel different. Like when you look at Hallowed Hunting. I was actually going to talk about Hallowed Haunting. Ha- oh, yeah. Sorry. Hallowed Haunting looks like a giant building, and this is the kind of angle that we got in a War of the Spark piece, with the Planeswalker Sparks flying through Ravnica, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But this is not Planeswalker Sparks and Ravnica architecture. This is that... I don't know even what era Bar- of architecture that is, but... It's
0: Barovian Ravenlofty Church with a bunch of fucking
1: ghosts. That's perfect. Yeah. Yes. And it feels like Innistrad. Yeah. I think that that is such a... It, it, it's so strong and compelling that I needed to mention it.
0: That's a cool-ass card, too. It's a 4-4... Four, four, or it's a 4-4. Four, four. It's a four-cost enchantment, where if you have seven or more enchantments, creatures you control get Flying and vig. And whenever you cast an enchantment spell, you get a white cleric ghost. That is, this bigliness is equal to the number of enchantments you control,
1: spirits you control, ghosts. Yeah, not as good as if it was enchantments you control, because then it yeah. would be a it would be a win con for enchantress decks. We yeah. talked about that last week on the we legendary did. set review. That I want a different win con than approach of the second son. Agreed. Okay, on to blue
0: (laughs) there's actually one other white card i wanted to talk about sure because i rarely talk about uncommons and just to prove a point i'm gonna do this because i actually really like radiant grace it's a it's an aura for one white enchanted creature gets plus one plus oh and has vig fine but when the creature dies you return it to play transformed and it's a curse that enchants a player where a creature's enchanted player come into play tapped oh look at that yeah so it kind of is a little rattlesnake on one of your dudes where you're kind of poking in with your little guy early on yeah you can block it but if you block this shit all your dudes are gonna come into play tap forever you jerk that's pretty cool and I, I just like that I like that kind of rattlesnakiness. and you put it on like a little utility creature that maybe hits to untap a land or it attacks to I don't know do make a treasure token yep. or something and now you've got a little hey man don't don't kill it don't kill it or
1: I'll wreck you I'll wreck you and it People maybe won't won't block it or kill it. Okay, hold on. I got one more white one too then. Uh Uh-oh. The very last white card, Welcoming Vampire. Mother ass. They're (laughs) doing it. We're starting to see it. Give it a read. This is a 2-3 Vampire with flying for white two, mind you. Pretty good. Not white three, not white four. White two. White two. We're, We're doing good. Whenever one or more other creatures with power two or less enter the battlefield under your control, draw a card. This ability triggers only once. Who cares?
0: Sure, they ratcheted it back, but hey, it's still a white card that isn't a piece of shit that says draw a card on it.
1: Yeah. This is a good card. This is... I think this is going to immediately replace or go right alongside Mentor of the Meek if anybody still plays that. I
0: would immediately replace Mentor of the Meek with this. Because this
1: just does it for free. Yes, it's only one card per turn, but... It doesn't cost you any more mana. ...enters the battlefield. So if you're playing blink strategies, if you're doing token strategies where you can put tokens onto the battlefield at other people's turns you're just gonna draw cards yeah not only that oh there's more we'll go back to what i was just saying about the art and this too feels like innistrad but instead of angels this is highest of aristocratic family vampire so much yeah. so that she's got the dress and the tiara and there's the rose petals that we were talking about on the pre-show yeah there is a Bat. There's multiple bats. There's several bats. That frontmost bat looks like the bat symbol. <laughs> <laughs> I love this card. This is a good one. I, I think be- that this one is going to turn into quasi fringe format staple because it's like unconditional, almost unconditional white card draw. Like it. Like it. Solid. Blue. Blue. What do you got for blue? Consuming tide. Consuming Tide. Oh yeah, give that
0: one a read. That's blue, blue two for a sorcery. Each player chooses a non-land permanent they control. Return all non-land permanents not chosen this way to their owner's hands. Then you draw a card for each opponent who has more cards in their hand than you. Neat. They, they're they're trying really hard to fix Rift, aren't they? I suppose. They're trying really hard, and I think that this is. I think that this is still going to get a lot of groans, and a lot of people going to go, uh, but. I mean, you're still going to get to keep your big beaters so you can fight back against them mm-hmm. with it. Yep. And I think this is a neat card. It's going to see lots of play, and I'm looking forward to jamming it in at least one deck. I don't know which one yet, but I'm going to play one. I got this. Tell me.
1: Check this out. I'm going to read this card not as it's printed, but how it works. Okay. Counter target spell that targets a creature you control. Put a plus one, plus one counter on that creature. Blue one. It's probably a good card, right? Probably. Probably. But this is cradle of safety flash enchant creature. You control enchanted creature gains hex proof until end of turn (laughs) enchanted creature gets plus one plus one. That's not bad. I think it's I think it's fine. (laughs) I don't know why I read that one, one, but that one just it kind of jumped off the page at me and is like, hey, this is interesting. He
0: likes the art. What it is?
1: And the art's fine. Yeah, I, I think it's cool. The I love a lot of the blue art. I really like the horrors of Innistrad. I like the scobs, How they're just like stitched together, just junk from you know the 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 wizard's fucking deep freeze. <laughs> you know? <laughs> hey, what do we got? Do you got any extra arms in that bucket? Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. get me two arms, left or right, whatever we got. As I don't long care. as they're
0: arms. <laughs> they have shoulders? Yeah, they both have shoulders. Get them.
1: Oh, one's cut off at the middle of the arm. But does it have elbow? Okay, we'll use it as his foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, I just love him.
0: Oh, no, we'll hit. We'll acknowledge that necro duality exists. Oh Never. yeah, baby. We, we all know that one. We all like that one. That that one's gonna go in zombie decks.
1: Necro duality. Why you no black? <laughs> oh.
0: And then we're gonna move on to patchwork crawler. Mother ass. That's Why are you cool. no black? This is this is blue necroticus, isn't it? It, it is. This is necrotic blues. blues. Yes. <laughs> yes, I was gonna say that. That's exa- it's a it's a one two for blue one. It has blue two exile a creature card from your graveyard. Put a plus one plus one counter on him, and he has all activated abilities of all creatures exiled with him. Mm. The applications are obvious and good mm. for us. Awesome. Not. For our opponents,
1: oh, that's a good ass card. Yeah. We, we just we just have like something with a tap and an untap ability, and and we just go infinite. Yes, like Usta,
0: just like Necrotic Ooze. Yes.
1: Now we don't need black. We can do it in blue. Yes, not quite as good, but hey, pretty good.
0: Yeah, you can still do it.
1: All right. Sc- uh, what about Scattered Thoughts? Look at the top four cards of your library, but two of them into your hand, the rest into your graveyard. Ooh, ooh. So just like draw four.
0: Yeah. Instant speed in the <laughs> right
1: deck. It's probably pretty good. Oh, Wretched Thong.
0: I just oh, like that man. name. It, the card probably Thong. sucks. It's Wretched Thong. I just wanted to acknowledge that. And the art on Winged Portent is one of my favorites in the whole set.
1: Oh, super cool, hey? It's like
0: the moon with the bats coming out of the building, but the bats kind of make a skull over the moon. That's so cool. And it's going to look great in foil.
1: And when you're looking at it from
0: far away, it looks even more like a skull. I really like that.
1: Yeah, super, super cool. How about draw three cards, then discard two cards unless you discarded a basic land. That is thirst for discovery. Another thirst for. Ooh, we're going to talk about
0: that one later on in the set when we talk about the Dracula cards. Oh, yeah? Because, oh, you better believe there
1: is a cooler version of that one. On to black? Onto black already. Onto black. Yeah, we're keeping it. We're keeping it quick. We're keeping it simple for editor Joe Mama. How about aim for the head? Yeah, we
0: were talking about this one yesterday. And you said, and I. The more I thought about it, the more you are absolutely one hundred percent correct. This is definitely a card from the Forgotten Realms that they just didn't use. They just
1: didn't have room, and they were just like,
0: you know what? I really like that. Let's let's put it into let's put it into this set.
1: And it's bad, right? Aim for yeah. the head. Sorcery, black two. Choose one. Exile target zombie. Or target opponent exiles two cards from their hand. I mean, what? Wh- that's better Mind Rot. Yeah. But nobody's playing Mind Rot. No. And nobody's playing exile target zombie for three mana at sorcery speed. Why are they exiling a zombie in black? Because you shoot it in its head.
0: Well, that's the only way to kill a zombie. Here's the interesting thing about shooting things in the head. That's how you kill almost everything. <laughs> okay, like...
1: I never thought of it that way. Why
0: would black kill zombies? It doesn't make sense. Ugh. Ah, uh, li- Here's a card that I do like, and it's another zombie card. It's Archghoul of Thrabin. Thrabin.
1: Throbbin. Th- oh, I love a good Throbin. arch Archghoul Archduke. of Thrabin. Arch Archghoul. Yeah. Ghoul. He is a
0: 3-2 for black two. whenever it or another zombie you control dies, you look at the top card of your library. If it's a zombie, you can show everybody and then put it into your hand. Or you can put the card into your graveyard. Like, huh. if it's a zombie, you can put the zombie into your hand or into your graveyard. I think that's cool. Yeah? Because it goes with the draw cards to play more zombie strategy, or if you're on the reanimate the army of zombies and win later strategy, it does that too.
1: Neat. Man, there's so many, like, there's so many ones that I can see that, I, I can see why people would like them. Right? Like the catapult fodder, the cemetery desecrator, the the desperate farmer if it if it transformed into something bigger <laughs> <laughs> desperate <laughs> farmer has a die trigger and i want to put it in lord of tresser Horn, but then it just transforms into a 4-3 life Laker. it's like it uh, kind of sucks yeah yeah i don't know i can see why people would love so many of the cards concealing curtains turn into like big revealing eyeballs oh i i love that card's art because it's just like it's some
0: it's a curtain with a little tentacle poking out, and then you flip it over, and it's this great, big,
1: fucking, heinous eyeball with more eyeballs growing out of it. Oh, man. You know what? We're getting super close to eyeball tribal. Very close. Tribal? Oh, patent, God. There. Patent pending. That's ours. Oh, man. That is
0: ours. Nobody can use what that except ta- us.
1: What were we talking about last week? We were talking about crab tribal versus frog tribal which versus should have been errata to noble tribal yeah for
0: eyeball tribal
1: eyeball tribal yes <laughs> ah man maybe that's it maybe it's bats maybe it's no it's not eyeballs i was laying in bed this morning and i thought of what it should have been it's what eyes. what's what's the fourth tribe
0: eyes it has to be eyes now that we're looking at this eyeball, that's all I want.
1: Yeah, it's it's a, a good looking eyeball.
0: We'll, we'll touch on Demonic Bargain another I think universally thought is good card. People are calling it the uh fixed demonic consultation. Oh yeah. So we'll we'll hit that it exiles the top 13 cards of your library search your library for a card put that card into your hand shuffle your library. So, cool.
1: I think if you have enough redundancies in your deck for a certain effect that you want to tutor for, this card is this is the bomb. This is a real deal card. Yeah, you think? Oh yeah, that like card's if, gonna. If I've got three of this one thing, right? I think of, I think of, cast a creature or creature ETBs draw card like Nature's Lore and Beast Whisper. No, not Beast Whisper. Beast Whisper, mm-hmm. and then Soul of the Harvest. Yep. And Primordial Sage.
0: All those things do that. Yes.
1: I think if you just want one of those, you just off with its head and then search the rest of your deck and you find one, and you're good. Yeah. It's just an example. It doesn't yeah. need to be a one drop, a four drop, and two six drops, but it could be your combo piece, right? Yeah, it could be
0: anything, yeah. Debt
1: to the Deathless, Torment to Hailfire, Exanguinate. Probably not going to hit all three of those in the top 13. I mean, I would. Well. But that's just me. You're also not going to play this card because you don't play a ton of tutors. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> good. Ooh, good thing. Oh, <laughs> Dodge the bullet on that one, baby. What about dying to serve? Um, what a clever card, hey! Get out of here
0: with your dead. To serve. Is the card
1: good? Whenever you discard one or more cards, put a two-two zap tap zombie triggers only once. I don't know if that's very good. Man,
0: that sucks. Here's something that doesn't suck about this set. What they is- they took away? Uh, what is undying? Not undying. Yeah. Um, what was that? Decade. Decade. Jeez. We just got regular. Oh, get that decayed trash out of my life. Yeah, well,
1: zombies don't want decayed servants. They want their servants to last as long as they do. So how do you do that? And when you don't want your servants to be vampires, make them zombies. Yeah, or just promise you'll turn them into vampires. Then they can just be
0: like regular people that hang out with you. And then you never turn them into vampires. Well, but then they die. Well, then you get another one.
1: I suppose. There's always an
0: idiot that wants to be a vampire.
1: Always. Yeah. Hey? Yeah. You'll always find one. Always. That's what That's what the whole interview with the vampire was about. Yeah. The guy just wanted to meet with Louis. Yeah. Did I get the name right? I think so. Louis and Lestat? Yeah. And what was the girl? I don't know. No, what was it?
0: Ro- Rosalind?
1: What the heck was it? Let uh, us know in the comments. Yeah, it we're was, not going to look was, it up. It was Kirsten Dunst in the in the, in the the movie, wasn't it? It was. A young Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, it was like a little girl, except she
0: was like 90 or whatever because she didn't grow up. Yeah. And she couldn't change her hair and stuff. Yeah, I think yeah, she yeah, was yeah. my favorite part of that whole movie because she was the one that made me stop and they're like, yeah, that. Man, it must suck to be a vampire.
1: That's why you don't want to become a vampire until you're old. No, older. Then you're, because then you're old. you got to become a vampire no, no, when you're, like, old. 22. Yeah, older. Older yeah. than what she was. She was, your, like, yeah. 8 or 9, right? Because all
0: your parts still work, and you're, like, the beefiest you're going to be. Unless you, like, work at it real hard and stuff, right? Like, yeah. you're in the best health probably in then. And you don't have, like, bad knees, bad back. Oh, yeah, in your those. neck, right? Yeah, hurt, heard that. Zoix.
1: All right. Well, let's keep going here down. Uh, we got uh, Persistent Specimen. That's just a cool card. It's Reassembling Skeleton 2.0. But love the art. He's just in a lab. He gets blown up and he just puts himself back together. He's
0: using telepathy to put himself back together. That's neat.
1: Yeah, super cool, man. I Okay. Here here we go. The one art that I have a qualm with. Oh no. You and you know what it is. Do I? Remember we were talking about the rose petals? Oh yeah. Soren the Mirthless. I like this piece of art, but I also don't like the card aesthetically. So let's let's Let's, Let's dissect delve. that Let's delve, bit. yeah. Okay, so Soren, leaning up against the post, like George Thorogood. Right. Is tired. Lean up against the post. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking one bourbon, one blood, one beer. And his head is above the name line, but the post he's leaning on is not. Yeah. Usually they do the head above the name line thing with planeswalkers, right? True. But they're dynamically coming at the viewer. So they're coming out of the art towards us. Yes. He... He's not. He is certainly not. So they just art cropped his head on a different layer in Photoshop. That's what they did there.
0: Yeah.
1: I'll let it pass. Aesthetically, though, sometimes I have issues. Remember with some of the showcases from Icoria, I was like, who approved white text under all this white? Yeah. You couldn't read it. Right. Well, here's another instance of who the fuck approved that flower petal just above the long dash between Planeswalker and Sorin. It looks like it's underlined, too, to, like, really draw attention to. (laughs) And it's right in the middle of the card. It looks like sometimes when I paint cards and I'm scraping off paint, like, from a part that I don't want paint on, and then there's, like, a little, like, rough flower petal-sized and shaped piece of paint that I have to brush off the card with my hand. That's what that <laughs> looks like to me. Yeah, it looks, and it just gets me. It looks like an actual mistake. And it's right in the mother-ass middle of the card. Can't miss it. And now that you've seen it, because we've told you about it, you're never going to unsee it. If I alter any of these for, for commissions or for Facebook alters, I'm just going to paint that flower petal right out. Hell yeah. She's going to be gone. I'm going to Photoshop that out in real life. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, super good. Okay, I got two more black cards than onto red. Holy shit, the yeah, black cards. It, it'll go fast because I only got one red card. <laughs> what is this, Brando talking about all the red cards? Yes. I, well, you know I like black. Mono black's my favorite mono. It's true. Undead butler. <laughs> Look at that old bastard. <laughs> it's like him and Ed, him and Edgar Markov are like bros. They go bowl together because they're both old. <laughs> it looks like he's yelling at somebody to get off the carpet. It's like, get your shoes off the carpet. Yeah, goddammit, I just had those clean for the wedding. <laughs> Enters the battlefield, mill three cards. He's, he's, a, he's a one, two for black one, mill three. Sure. That's fine already. Zombies, milling, graveyards, eh, passable. Sure. Fine. When he dies, though, holy shit, you know, I'm a sucker for dies triggers. Exile it. When you do, return target creature from your graveyard to your hand. The reason I like that is because it's a cheaper raised dead when he dies than other... Raise Deads that I'm playing in Lord of Tresserhorn, which is the deck that I think about the most <laughs> when I see shitty commons because it gets the most shitty dies trigger commons every set. Oh, and this is an uncommon even. You're, you're shooting way higher
0: than oh, common. Oh man, beam.
1: no, I'm gonna have to pay 39 cents for a foil instead of 19 cents. <laughs> Dang. Okay, last black card. Okay, Undying Malice. Ooh. This is this is another card that I think Gonti players will be familiar with, where when it dies, you bring it back, so you get an ETB trigger again. Black, instant, until end of turn, re- target creature gains. When this creature dies, return it to the battlefield, tapped under its owner's control with a plus one, plus one counter on it. Cool. It's like, regenerate and get a plus one. I like it. Yeah, the The point is, is you get a, an ETB, right? Yes. Yeah, very that, important. That is the key.
0: Onto red. Oh, baby. Get it. Now I'm going to talk about an aesthetic thing super fast. Oh yeah, a braid. The new a braid. The what's his name? Dominic Mayer. That guy's got some. That guy's got some artistic chops, man. Because that is a
1: cool ass picture. Dominic Mayer is in. in, in fo- follow me the whole way before you. He's a little bit Seb McKinney. Okay. And he's my favorite new magic artist. Ah. The reason, and this is what we talked about a little bit when uh, when we were reviewing, all of the proportions for bodies and hands and stuff, like the real stuff that you recognize in art, yeah, is all accurate to what humans actually look like right? versus Seb's like really round heads and like blob-shaped bodies. Yeah. But he's got all of the texture and high contrast and geometric shapes that... Are so striking to look at. Yeah, he I, did a ton of the Zendikar love them pop art things that I I Zendikar showcase frames. I can't think
0: of the word, of it, but I'm. It's documented how much I love those.
1: Yes, and he did a whole bunch of the mystical archive stuff from Strixhaven. Yep, and some other high contrast stuff with geometric shapes like the abrade, like card that you like, Curse yeah. of Hospitality. Yeah, that was the next card I wanted to talk about from the set. Even
0: yes. Curse of Hospi- curse of Ho- yeah, that's Curse of hospitality is an, another curse. I'm into curses, it turns out. Red two, and creatures that attack the enchanted player have trample. Ha. <laughs> Whenever a creature deals damage to the enchanted player, that player exiles the top card of their library until end of turn that creature's controller may pay may play that card and they may spend mana as there was any color to play the card.
1: I always find those are hard to read when, when we're on the show. Yeah, they're hard no, So they're ba- hard.
0: <laughs> you attack a dude that's cursed with this curse if you hit them they flip a card off the top of their library and you can play it if you want to yeah that's it, fine
1: that's fine now that we're not vedhing all the time <laughs> yes
0: and i just i like the art i like that it kind of maybe gets the heat off of me i like that it if there's somebody that's playing a deck that's maybe got just a ton of value or a ton of just really annoying stuff that you don't want them to have you can fucking give it to everybody Yep, you know what I mean. I really like what that does for the game politically, and it's a cool card. I'm looking forward to, to trying that
1: one out. And it's a curse, and it's red, so it fits into new. What's her name? Lin, Lin Linda, uh, Lily? Know, Cursed know. Tribal Grixis lady. Yeah,
0: her. That's her. Yeah, fits in.
1: Yeah. Okay, let's talk about my least favorite art in the set. Can you guess which one it is? The the anime Chandra. Yes. What about the other? What about the other Chandra that looks? Fucking banging in her cool gothic dress. That looks absolutely incredible? Yes. Why? Why do you have a piece of
0: art that's so striking and so beautiful like that, the the new Chandra with the flaming shoulder pads and shit? And then you have this stupid, it doesn't even match the rest of the cards in the set. Like this thing sticks out like a sore thumb and it looks stupid, I think. You want to read the card? No. I'll read it. Are you going to play it? I'll I play sh- this version. I have a Chandra tribal deck. I'm not even sure if I'm going to play it. You would play
1: this version just to look at it. Well, I could just get the picture on my phone and look just at look it. Just look at it, yeah. Well, I'll give it a read. Re- Ch- give it a read. Chandra Dressed to Kill. We didn't read Soren the Mirthless, hey? Fuck didn't him. even fucking read him. And he's good. He's got Dark Confidant ability. He's fine. He's got Dark Confidant ability. He's probably good, yeah. He's good. Chandra Dressed to Kill. Red, red, one, one. Plus one, add red. Chander dressed to kill deals one damage to up to one target player or planeswalker. Okay. Neat. You get some... You get some... Um, chip-ins? Yeah, you get some chip-ins and you get some layaway mana back. Yeah. Okay. Plus one. Huh. Uh-oh. Exile the top card of your library. If it's red, you can cast it. So draw a card. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Can't play a land, but...
0: Yeah. Don't care. Get the garbage out of the way.
1: Yeah. Minus seven... Exile the top five cards of your library. You may cast red spells from among them this turn. You also get an emblem with whenever you cast a red spell. This emblem deals X damage to any target where X is the amount of mana spent to cast the spell.
0: Yeah, you're right. I'm going to play this card. That's a
1: good-ass emblem. Yeah, I'm going to play this, card. you're right. That's a fucking good emblem because yeah. it's the emblem that deals the damage. Yeah. So if Chandra dies, you can still cast your Earthquake and oh. you're still going to get double Earthquake. Oh, yeah. mama. Yeah. To any target. Oh, Oh, mama. Oh, mama. mama. Because
0: you know what? I can hit with that earthquake and that extra damage. No.
1: Yes. You wouldn't.
0: I would definitely target a Brash (laughs) Taunter. Oh, mama. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Um, Smarter people than me, maybe you, not smarter than you, but you are smarter than me when it comes to change of fortune. I think that's a card that we're going to see popping up in decks
1: mother ass is that card gonna pop up that, in decks? that's a give I, that a read
0: change of fortune is red three
1: discard your hand i like it already draw a card for each card you've discarded this turn fuck so you go wheel of fortune dual caster mage i've discarded 14 cards and now have seven now i go change of fortune discard seven discard six so now i've discarded 20 draw 20 you gonna play that card Probably. Probably going to play draw 20. Yeah. You know what I'm going to play more than I'm going to play draw 20, change of fortune? Tell me. Oh, mama. Here it is. <laughs> this is it. And and Zada Nation, <laughs> unite, stand up, fists in the air. Ancestral Anger. Only knock against this card is it's a sorcery, but I'll take it because it costs just red. Ooh. Just red. Target creature, just one. Target creature gains trample. And gets plus X plus O until end of turn, where X is one plus the number of cards named Ancestral Anger in your graveyard. So, trample and plus one for one. Final line of text. Yeah, because this card sounds pretty bad so far, right? Draw card. Oh shit! There it is. <laughs> Target my one guy. Zada radiates it to all twelve of them. I draw twelve. They all get plus one and trample. Do the do the copies go on top of it?
0: Yes. Oh, because I was like,
1: man, because if this
0: resolved first, then all your dudes would get plus two. Hey! Right? Because <laughs> you know, it would be even more than plus two because you'd have a copy in your graveyard and then each copy resolves, right? No, nah, I guess nah, that's not how it works.
1: Yeah, this would resolve yeah. last because Zada's ability will trigger and go on top. Yeah, that's too bad. But still, there's it's a ways cool card. To, there's ways to probably cast cards out of your graveyard but leave them in there. I'm not jumping through that hoop. I'm just going to cast it and take my yes, one and But there is a hoop that you could jump through and that's cool, man. Uh, the hoop I'm going to jump through is chain it with all of the other draws <laughs> and draw my whole deck and make about 87 mana and then fucking kill you. That's the hoop I'm jumping through. Solid. It's a it's a good it's a good hoop. It's a good hoop to jump through. Do you like, hey, this one might be one that you like because I think that you like Ankh of Mishra and Zozu the Punisher and cards like that? I do. Okay. Cemetery Gatekeeper. 2-1 first striking vampire for red one. When enters the battlefield, exile a card from a graveyard. So that's fine already. Whenever a player plays a land card or casts a spell, if it shares a card type with the exiled card, Cemetery Gatekeeper deals two damage to that player. It Ankh of Mishra's them or Zozu's them on every land. Mm -hmm. And let's say you exile a creature with Cemetery Gatekeeper, the most common card type played in Commander. Every time you play a creature, they take two also. Goes alongside all of the things that say the the Goblin Gutter Snipe and the Electrostatic Field and Harsh Mentor. This goes alongside those, I think. It sure does. It's going directly into Torbrand. Oh yeah, you are yep. playing it? Yep. There it is. went straight into red. We got there. Yeah, we did. You, we you got one, I got one. There we are. Should right. we go on to um should we go on to green? Is there any more reds? There's lots more red cards, but I don't know, man.
0: Oh, wait, there is one that we probably should should talk about. What is it? It's ill tempered loner. Oh Ill tempered loner. Now ill tempered loner sounds vaguely like somebody who would just be boisterous and make fun of somebody. This right? sounds
1: like somebody who, not in CCO Nation, but in the general magic community. 3-3
0: <laughs> <laughs> three, three for Red Red 2. Whenever it's dealt damage, it does that much damage to any target, and you can fire breathe it. Don't care. This guy's obviously coming for Brash Taunter's Crown.
1: Yeah, and he's a werewolf, so he's bringing his buddies.
0: Yeah, so this is Watsy's absolutely transparent and pathetic attempt to make me say something good about a werewolf. And I'm not going to do it.
1: What happens when you flip it?
0: When it flips over, it turns into a 4-4. Whenever a permanent you control is dealt damage, Howl Pack Avenger deals that much damage to any target, and you can still fire-breathe it.
1: Double fire-breathe it. Yeah. So it's... The backside is good.
0: The backside of werewolves is usually good. You're but right. The, but the front side is what I, you're going I, to spend I, most of your time playing.
1: I like how you worded that. The backsides of werewolves are usually good. Mm-hmm. You didn't say the backside of this werewolf is good. You didn't agree with me. No. Nope. <laughs> no, I did not. I did not. Oh, man. I got to uh, bust out the old law literature just <laughs> to have a conversation about werewolves. eh? Because I got to... I have
0: to put this guy down cuz he's clearly coming for Brash Taunter's spot in my heart and he's not going to have it.
1: You know what else? He reminds me of look at those spiky things on his back. Are they spikes? Are they glowing hair or are they crystals and is this just recycled art from uh, Ikoria? Or is it like flex of the spikes on his cool jacket that he's wearing? His battle jacket. He has you know. he
0: has a lightsaber his lightsaber spikes on his shoulder pads. That he just transforms into werewolf fur. That's just him making another sad attempt to look cool. Let's just keep going. We'll go on to green, Ryan. I just wanted to...
1: Let's go to green. There's some good greenies. There's some good greenies, I'll tell you that much. What's the first green that you got?
0: Cemetery Prowler. Cemetery Prowler. Is a 3-4 wolf with Vigilance for green-green 1 when it comes into play or attacks, exile a card from a graveyard. Spells that we cast cost one less to cast for each card type they share with cards we've exiled with Cemetery Prowler.
1: That is spells we cast. Yeah. Not creatures, not artifacts, not whatevers. Yeah. That's everything. Yeah. This guy could make your artifacts just free.
0: Yep. Pretty good. With some some with some with coming into play and some attacking. If you blink him a bunch, you could... Do a whole bunch of shenaniganery with that guy. I like him.
1: I need your opinion on my next card. Tell me. I need your opinion because you're familiar with the situation at hand.
0: Is it Cultivator Colossus? Yes. Do You want to play it on your lands deck? Yes. Yeah.
1: But ad nauseum, man. <laughs>
0: well, let me ask you this question, Ryan. Uh, okay. This is the question that I will use to answer your question. Are you a bitch?
1: <laughs> I think I have an idea. I cut all the dual lands and fetch lands, and I play gain lands to help offset the life total loss, <laughs> thereby making my lands deck a budget lands deck and totally proving you wrong, and also not being a bitch and playing a seven drop in the same deck as Ad nauseum. I wouldn't do any of that and just play this.
0: Give it a read. <laughs> Cultivator Colossus is a star star for green, green, green four with trample. Power and toughness, each equal to the number of lands you control. When it comes into play, you put the you put a land card from your hand into play tapped. If you do, draw a card and repeat this process.
1: So he's a 10-10 immediately for yep. seven with trample in my deck. Yes. In all decks, really. Yeah. He's fucking in. And uh, I just draw my whole deck. Is this guy ad nauseum too? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good, actually. Yeah.
0: The combo with Abundance, everybody
1: knows about that one. Oh, that's why Abundance but, went up so much. I was yeah. looking at mtgstocks.com, and yeah. all, of, all printings of Abundance went up so high. Yeah. Because whenever you draw a card, you search for a land, and you get every single land out of your whole deck. Yeah. Well,
0: you can pick land or not land, and then you just keep picking land until you're out of land, and then just draw a card. Yeah. yeah.
1: They're all tapped, though? What if I just have my whole deck as fucking land?
0: (laughs) Then you're in good shape. Yeah,
1: fuck your abundance. Yeah. I just got land. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't need to draw a card and the card you draw goes onto the battlefield. If you have land in your hand, you can still use those. Yeah. And you can cycle through like the, I don't know, in my lands deck, I might have two or three freebie land in my hand, right? Yeah. And then just rely on drawing the rest of the land and chaining for as long as i can that's right that's why abundance went up i didn't i didn't make the connection because when i saw that i hadn't reviewed all the way down to green yet right
0: but oh that's, that's the that's the trick that's the thing that's the wow. that's the do use. i have abundance
1: probably there's Most people do there was the one-off abundance card from moddy hoho that says um it was like a one-off abundance like Not a, as good. The next card you draw, you can search for a land instead, or something like that. Abundant something. I don't fucking. It know. does. It doesn't. If matter. if that actually exists, maybe Joel will have it on the screen. If it doesn't exist, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Let's Just... talk about another card. Okay, moving on. Moving along to glorious sunrise. I like this one lots and lots and lots. Enchantment, green, green, five. At the beginning of combat on your turn, choose one. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and gain trample. Cool. Mm-hmm. Target la- target land gains tap at green, 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 or. Draw a card if you control the creature with power 3 or greater, or gain 3 life. This is going directly into Tana instead of Beastmaster Ascension. As I'm trying to cut... What I'm trying to do with my Tana deck is cut every play this, attack, and win. Mm. I'm trying to just cut those because I think that they're boring. So I'm going to just keep cutting them with stuff like this. I took out Crater Hoof for um, Unnatural Growth. I'm going to cut out Beastmaster Ascension for Glorious Sunrise, even though it costs two more goddamn mana. But I'm And I'm totally comfortable with that. And I
1: like this too. I might play this in my Enchanter's deck. A, it's an enchantment. B, it says target land adds three. Yeah. And it doesn't enchant the land, so I'm not sure I would cut an, an enchant land mana doubler. But it also says gain three life. So if me and another opponent are at the same life, or if I'm... One or two life less than them, I can gain three life, then cast a huge hurricane and win. Yeah. So it buffers me for my win condition and still furthers my strategy by making land tap for extra mana. Solid card. Yeah. Like that one. I I think that that one's good. Here's another enchantment that I think we'll see some play just because humans are the most prevalent tribe in all of magic. Laid to Rest. That's what that's what uh, Soren and Liliana are doing. Or no, Soren and Olivia are doing after the wedding. Eh? <laughs> okay. Whenever a human you control dies, draw a card. Cool. I like that. And whenever a creature you control with a plus one plus one counter on it dies, gain two life. Also cool. Also good because humans and tokens and plus ones and right yeah that's a thing that's, that's a theme especially in the last two Innistrad sets especially yeah that's a deck that happens yeah how about I got one more green card then I'm then I'm done okay. Uvenwald Oddity. This guy this guy's gonna Oh
0: yeah, that guy's gonna punch it. I think that this is another card that was a a cast off or a carryover from Ikoria. Could be. He looks like a giant moose. Yeah, he's like a moose wolf that is walking through a cherry blossom tree field, but he has toes instead of a hooves. And I like a, all of those things. And he's a 4 4 with trample and haste for 4,
1: so he's already good. Yep. But then he also has green green 5 transform. And what does he turn into? Transforms into the, um, the lieutenant that gives all your guys big for 7. Yeah. Right? That's what he transforms into. He's an 8 8 trample haste. Other creatures you control get plus 1 plus 1. Trample and haste. Yeah. <laughs> <What the fuck? laughs> so spend 11 to get an 8 8 trample haste. Give your guys trample haste plus 1. Yeah. And he has a mouth where his stomach should be. Oh, he does love that. That's like some. That's like some leftover from Eldrazi.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Love it.
1: Or foreshadowing. The Eldrazi were already on Innistrad, aren't they? Yeah, but they're gone now. Oh. Oh.
0: Oh, whatever. All right, into the multicolored. I. There's one that I like. Is there any that you're? I think we talked about most of them yesterday. Yeah,
1: so many of them are are
0: legends. Yeah, which we talked about last week, so see that.
1: I will say, again, all of the vampires look very good. Yes. All of the art on all of the vampires looks very good in the multicolor section. What's the card you want to talk about? Wandering Mind. Uh, the flying old brain, giving us it's given us the brain and the batwing at the same time, yeah, isn't it? Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's given us all the, and you can Google both of those, they're both fairly innocuous. But it's a brain that's wandering around, it's a 2-1. You two can't. One. You sure can. The brain? C- continue. It was a bit in a comedy movie that was totally fine for the whole family. Wandering Mind is a 2-1 flyer for red, blue, one. Comes into play, look at the top six cards of your library, you can reveal a non-creature, non-land card from them to everybody, put it, put it in your hand, rest on the bottom. Sure. Cool. That's just a neat card with an interesting pun as a name slash picture. Yes. Artifacts.
1: Creep. This is the creepy doll art for the set. Each Innistrad has a creepy doll thing. Yep. And this this card is actually shitty. But do you have any idea how much cabinetry-like is featured in the art of this fucking costs?
0: <laughs> That's why I like this card. <laughs> yeah. I want that to be my kitchen. Dollhouse of horrors? Yes. It's a five drop artifact, one tap, exile the creature from your graveyard, create a copy of it, except it's a zero zero construct that gets plus one plus one for each construct you control. And and it has haste.
1: That's kind of like a construct, except it's a doll struct. Yes.
0: Okay. So it brings your dudes back from the dead, except they're small.
1: Yes. And they have haste.
0: It's like that card from, uh, I can never remember the damn name. It's not Ixalan. It's not Innistrad. I loved it. It had Morph and my morph, I mean mutate, Ikoria. Icoria, Ikoria, we Christ. got there. It's like that spell from Ikoria, the enchantment, that would bring back your dude as like a one-one version of itself when it died. Yep. And it just it gives you another attempt to make your creature good. So yeah. I just I like cards like this. I think I
1: think it adds value getting stuff back, right? But yeah. five. Yeah. That's ah,
0: fine. It's fine. It's a fine card. And the last artifact I wanted to talk about was investigator's journal. It's two drop. It's a clue. Oh, yeah, it is. Kind of neat. Comes into play with a number of suspect counters on it equal to the greatest number of creatures a player controls. Two, tap, remove a suspect, draw a card. Two, sack it, draw a card. So when it doesn't have any counters on it, it's just a clue token. And when it has counters on it, it it helps you investigate.
1: What's what's the game? Um, This Is Us? I don't know. Where everybody's fucking so sus. Sus, man. So sus.
0: I don't know what any of that means.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're going to have sus counters. Anyways, it's okay. a clue. I didn't. I didn't actually notice that. I think that wedding invitation should be a clue too, and lantern of the lost. I think lots of artifacts should be clues, especially in a set like this. Well, especially in any set. But I like this set where it's clues. There's investigation. If you have read Dracula,
0: it's all about investigating
1: and well, shit. I guess you're right. Well, speaking of Dracula, let's let's peep those Dracula reskins.
0: Yeah, we're gonna skip over the land because it's just the end of a cycle. And yeah, the we, more of those cool black and white sketch arts, which we've already said we liked,
1: these are more of the same. I love the I love Swamp Number Two, very excellent. I love Plains Number Two, very excellent. We're but, gonna skip over them after that. Actually, you know what? All the regular basics in this set, the mountain, the plains in this, like the regular ones. Yeah, very excellent. Very cool. Okay, full arts. Okay, cool. We got two more. Soarin the Mirthless. One is reskinned as Dracula. It's fine. We've got some showcase ones that have the fang the frames. Fang, they call them the fang. You I like you like that treatment? Uh, I don't.
0: I don't like the frame, but I do like the art in the frame. I think that the arts in the frames are very very cool.
1: I don't know how I feel. I think both the art and the frame feels a little bit World of Warcrafty. It feels a little bit like high fantasy, high color video game promotional packaging yeah, art. I, I can see that. That's for sure. how this feels to me.
0: Let me hit you with this. Let's do the MTG Finance oh, God. section of the show. Soarin' the Mirthless. Man, we got
1: another one. one with the Fang Frame.
0: Fang Frame, Soarin' the Mirthless, is done by a artist, just like the Liliana Dreadhorde General was done by Amana Yoshitaka, super famous Final Fantasy art this one is done by the guy that did all the promo art for the Castlevania series
1: oh yeah so if you get one of
0: these this is probably going to be one of those cards it's going to be worth a few bucks going forward to non-magic collectors who just love this guy's art he looks just like the dude from Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance it's pretty cool
1: that's why he looks like a video game and, and maybe maybe this piece was commissioned this was Ayami Kojiyama is the guy's name yeah this piece was commissioned and then they built a frame around it to to complement the art and then they commissioned other pieces and tweaked the frame around around this piece and when you look at this this ayami kojiyama is like double the cost of all of the other special frame sorens already so good call on that one yeah that's that's just a thing moving on to the next style frame the black and white ones that are like um, the wood etching ones. Yeah. I love those.
0: Those are very cool. The my-
1: Gerald Visionary Stitcher looks so creepy. <laughs> so good. Yes. Moving on to the next style showcase frame. Because there's got to be more. Yep. The Dracula ones. These oh, are cool. These are cool. Vin- Van Helsing's Holy Ward and like Mina Harker, the- Jonathan Harker. I talked yesterday about how Mina Harker
0: is one of my favorite like just art pieces in a card in a long time i really 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 like that card
1: and now dracula blood immortal immortal is a different card he's not Soren anymore so we got two different draculas that are different cards cool search the count's castle that's the thirst for discovery he has got like, the spiral staircase going down oh i really man. like that these are as cool as the godzilla ones man and- i love these fucking reskins people hate on them I love them. Yeah, they shouldn't. We got a Norn the Wary
0: card. Mysterious blood illness slash vampires' vengeance. It's an instant for three that deals two damage to each non-vampire creature, and I get a blood token. But just because it doesn't look much like a magic card, I'm going to play it over one of my other three mana two damage sweepers.
1: Oh yeah, we've got the we've got the Lucy Westerna. Westernra. Westernra.
0: Westernra. Lucy I, I feel Westerna. like
1: that's like saying. Yorkshire or Yorkshire? <laughs> if you're from the UK or not, but uh, I love this piece by who? Who's the artist? How do I find? Oh, Eager carry Luck. Oh God, a fucking
0: yeah. We're yeah, we're not we're not holding up on that one. But, but I
1: love this style. I wish that there was more Magic cards that looked like that. That looks like old school.
0: I like that. There's lots of these cards that I'm gonna. Like, I actually want to play them. You know what I mean? Like I like Mysterious Blood Illness. I'm gonna play that. I'll probably play Search the Count's Castle. I'll definitely play Mina Harker, the Dracula, the Voyager. Yeah. I'm actually going to put that. Oh, we got another
1: my... Dracula. I guess yeah. we got lots of different Godzillas, right? So I shouldn't oh, yeah. complain about that. We got like four yeah. different Godzilla card.
0: Yeah. So Dracula, the Voyager, that's uh, Edgar Markov, the the, the new Edgar. Yep. I'm going to put him in my uh, Azor, not Azorius, my deck, which hasn't quite gone up onto the internet yet, but he's going to go in there. The Harker's Journal I'm going to play. So... I'm excited about those ones. Those are fucking cool collector yeah,
1: those, pieces, man. Those look cool. That's that's the kind of thing. These reskins are the kind of thing where you collect them all in foil. And now I did that with Godzilla when they were relatively cheap. And now I have the whole set. And nice. they're all mint conditioned. They're all perfect fitted. They're all foil. Even the promo ones that only are available in Japanese. And they're fucking tight.
0: Yeah, man. They're very cool.
1: Also, there's Castle Dracula, which is Valderan Estate. That's a... Which is the Vampire Land, but it is one of the reskins, so we do have to mention it. And the Dracula reskin of it looks fantastic. Yes. It's got, like, the, the... It's relatively high contrast, but it looks very deep. Yeah. It's got the light sky, it's it's backlit, it's got the trees in front, the dead trees. Oh, fuck, that's a nice piece.
0: That's a beautiful card, that's and a, a great nice way piece. to end our, our set review.
1: Hey, yeah, and yeah. Then hopefully it's not too long. Joe Mama won't, won't get mad at won't us. Won't send us a fucking...
0: A hate mail. Yeah. Or a letter bomb or a... Yeah, I yeah. was trying
1: to make something Dracula related, but...
0: He might send us a box of dirt. Oh. Because that's what Dracula did, he sent out boxes of dirt. And then and he'd then, come
1: over and sleep in it? Yeah. Oh.
0: Well, that way, in case somebody found him to try and kill him, he had boxes of dirt stashed all over London. Oh, see, I never read that. you got to finish the book. It's I only read, like, the first it's actually 100 pages, good. maybe. It's actually pretty good. All right, well, I'll give yeah, it a read. Yeah, it's worth reading. I hated it when I was in university because I had to read it every fucking year for some reason. <laughs> but now that I'm not in university anymore, I kind of enjoy it.
1: Well... I like ending on a high note. Get those reskins. I know that FusionGamingOnline.com does sell them because they crack lots of new product and have it available immediately for pre-order and stuff. And you can use CCO Fusion Five promo code to get five percent off all your Castle Draculas and such. Yes, sir. And uh, lets them know that their partnership with CCO is a mother ass good one,
0: which it totally is. Yeah, the, the partnership with CCO and Fusion is much better than I think this set. Oh. Sick burn on the set. Shots (laughs) fired. Not for us, maybe, but there's lots here for us, and there's going to be a benefit to all of us as more people get into magic because of the cool tropes and the art and all the things that are present in Crimson Vow. So we're excited about that.
1: And make sure to stay tuned over the next couple weeks because I've got at least one really fucking awesome Crimson Vow deck that's already prepared for the show. If you're on the Patreon Discord, send them in to the casual or preferred decklist channels. If you're not, gmail.com, We look at all the decks that come in. Yes, we do. And we're going to be back with at least one of those on the next episode of Commander
0: Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song!